Hey everyone and welcome back to another episode of Hamburger Generation Jil Al Hamburger. On today's episode, we sit down with Basil Ainabtawi and explore his undying love for the band Metallica. From the very first moment he saw them on TV to his first Metallica concert, the weird cardboard cutouts he had at his wedding, to the whirlwind of a Twitter campaign that led him to finally meeting the band. It's a great story. Enjoy it. So guys, today I um, was invited to a birthday, uh, for a one-year-old's birthday. My, my very good friend, uh, his daughter just turned one. So uh, we went over, you know, he had, we didn't know what to expect. Dana and I, my wife, and uh, we went to Dubai Mall and we're like, yeah, let's, let's pick up a gift. We should probably pick up a gift. What do you get a one-year-old? So we got a pair of Converse. You know, oh, oh, my, my wife's like, oh my the, god, the cute so little cute. converse. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, I want one. Let's have kids. So uh, <laughs> just to get those. <laughs> so um, and then like we 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 go over and uh, I don't know what to expect. Like right, it was a one year old's birthday. So what what could happen? And uh, it was they went all out. There was balloons. There were like camera people, and it was like, whoa, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. this is crazy. Wow. And I started seeing people coming in with with gifts. And they, they they were coming in with huge boxes and couches and horses. And I'm like, what? We cannot give them a converse. Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> Abort. You're like hiding yours, like putting it back. And Donna's like, remove the name from the... And just throw it in there. Like, just... They will never know. It's us. Yeah. Some one-year-old came into the party and forgot his converse. <laughs> Take it out of the wrapping. Who's, this? Who's the loser? I got those <laughs> pink those converse. Are the cutest though, honestly. Yeah, they are. I thought they were really cute, and then yeah, they really pushed cute. me towards having kids. But people uh, <laughs> go over the top with these things, eh? Yeah, uh, I, I just remembered because I just saw his message thanking me for the sneakers. So, yo, like, I feel like oh, so you didn't get found the name out. off. <laughs> they they <laughs> found out it was it. me <laughs> and Dana. Oh, they had to like send a courtesy <laughs> message, like, oh, let's send these guys. A- <laughs> Thank you for your 179 <laughs> gift. <laughs> We're going to go and play with the couch now. A couch? <laughs> yeah, couch. couch. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Damn. For a one-year-old, like, they don't even sit. I, I don't know. Maybe when she's two. It's I like guess. a gift for the future. You know, it's like an investment piece, yeah. that couch. Mm. No, I just felt like I wanted to share with you. I don't know why. I just this this was a funny story today. So yeah, it was fun. all right. Well, let's wrap this up. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming. That's all for today. Uh-huh. By the way, from looking at you and talking to some people who know you, mm-hmm. they tell me you're all into rock and roll. I am into rock and roll. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Especially that picture that we took together and you're just like putting out the That's rock right. and roll. I, what, what do you call this? Isn't that like That's a heavy a, metal type? Well, they, they call them the devil horns. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, sure. Although like it might be unacceptable to say devil horns. Oh. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, some people might it's get just, offended. It's just two drumsticks. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good way to look at it. I've never actually thought well, of that. I always thought it was like a more like devil look. Right. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. it has two like origins. I'm just origins. giving it a nicer. Like, PG. Well, yeah. here's here's the origins of the devil horns. Oh, right? okay. Let's oh, hear let's that. get some history. Yeah. yeah I'm going to lay down some hardcore history on you guys. Yeah. Heavy metal history. Because yeah. I'm quite a heavy metal uh, encyclopedia. 
Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to learn a lot I'm today. Just, uh, I'm just saying. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> just throwing it out there, you know? So modest of you. <laughs> just a little modest. Yeah, so the devil horns, basically, um, mm. there's two stories. One story is that uh, Ronnie James Dio is, uh, is a metal singer, and he used to uh, sing with Black Sabbath. His grandma used to do the devil horn, uh, Adam, and apparently it was a sign to remove evil spells away from him. So uh, she was Italian. She was very traditional. So she would do those devil signs at him when he was a kid. So she would say like the de- you know that removes um, uh, you know uh, bad spells or or bad luck or whatever. So he started doing those in his shows to his fans as a gesture, like I guess, of goodwill. And he thought he it looked cool as well. So it got picked up, and then a lot of you know people and, and Black Sabbath being Black Sabbath, the quintessential heavy metal band. You know a lot of people picked it up, and it started going viral at the time in the 70s and the 80s and uh yeah so that's that's the origins of heavy metal but then there's also another university in the u.s in texas and i think they also use that as a sign as well so mm. people talk about both stories but i'd like to believe that ronnie james Dio story is a yeah. much cooler so one. that one is yeah. much from, better yeah comes from a good place then yeah it yeah. comes from a good place yeah exactly Ironically. so it's a, a lot of people misunderstand it that it's actually something devilish or whatever but it's actually not it's actually it has good connotations towards mm. it but that's at least what i read i could be wrong somebody from your podcast might be like this guy is talking nonsense <laughs> so. i don't know if adam Khaled know a lot about <laughs> Father yeah, Khaled yeah, are only Khaled. two listeners. Oh, okay. I don't know if they know. <laughs> ever, since, uh, we, we started re- ever since we started recording, this has been like an ongoing joke. Like, shout out to all our listeners. Fouad and Khaled. Fouad and Khaled, what's up, guys? I don't know if they're big on heavy metal, but if they are, please reach out to us at generationhamburger at gmail.com. Yeah, uh, yeah we, have, we have a bunch of friends that go like, Man, why do you always say Jamil and Fuad and Khaled? <laughs> say my name too, Rami. I- I'm listening. All right, Rami. <laughs> shout out, <laughs> shout out to Rami. It's you know. a joke. <laughs> but it's yeah, a joke, okay, guys. that's a good, yeah. that's a good background. Yeah, but you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm yeah, definitely I'm into rock and roll, and uh, it's been something I've been into for like I don't remember, man. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's since I was 12, 13, Like, I got into like heavy metal and uh and i've been ever since and i remember like my mom's cousins would come in when i was a teenager you know like when you're a teenager and you're like yeah man like i'm a teenager yeah like yeah although i wasn't angry at all as a teenager which was very strange i never went through like these crazy teenage years and they would tell me like you know you're gonna grow out of it like this is this is just a phase you're gonna grow out of it i'm like no and here i am today i'm 34 and i'm like still listening to metallica and when i go to the metallica shows i still feel like a 13 year old kid so I don't know what happened. You showed Something. them. See, I showed them, you know, like <laughs> Nabil. <yeah. laughs> he knows. Okay, so since you've been 12, you've been into it. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I don't know what it was. So uh, I listened to a podcast one by once by Malcolm Gladwell, and right. he was talking about how, you know, you have the music that you listen to during your teenage years, and these are going to be like your favorite music for the rest of your life, really. Right. But then you grow up, and you listen back to them, and you, you this thing happens to you where you realize it's shit, but you still love it. <laughs> so I don't know if this is happening to you. But well, yeah, because uh, before Metallica, I was into Spice Girls. Oh, oh okay. Oh, that's pretty jump, right? all, Interesting <laughs> combo. That's pretty jump. Well, I think I was at a time where I was trying to find myself, okay. you know, uh-huh. musically, because I, f- I started seeing all these guys and girls around me, and they all had these favorite bands. 
And I'm like, well, I need the favorite band as yeah, well. You need to define yourself. Yeah, like who is age. my favorite band? And I was, and I, and I saw the Spice Girls on TV. I'm like, well, Spice Girls are definitely my favorite band. You know, <laughs> Jerry Halliwell is definitely. Doing all the moves, like stop, right? Yeah, now. I was <laughs> like, this is such a good song. <laughs> I think I was lying to myself for sure. But yeah, now I look back at it, I was like, what was I thinking? Oh, true. Yeah. And there was a bunch of kids in school that would see me with like, you know, because I had the, those folders. I don't know if you guys used to do this, but I used to like cut out from magazines, yeah, like pictures sure. and like put it on my folders Collage. and stuff. So yeah. So, uh, and I had like a lot of Spice Girls pictures on there when I was Wait, like. you were like heavily into Spice Girls? I think I thought I was heavily into Spice <laughs> Wait, Girls. Like, we, need, we need to dissect this right here. <laughs> it's going to be a very interesting podcast for you guys. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it, it just um, I I don't I don't know why, but I just I, yeah, so these kids in in school were like, yo, would you sell us some like Spice Girls pictures? I was like, all right, yeah, sure. Like, <laughs> how much for? He's like, I want to one poster of Jerry Hallowell. You give you ten dirhams for it. And I was like, well, <laughs> all right, here's the side business. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can start yeah. selling Jerry Hallowell pictures. They were fully clothed. I guarantee you, there was nothing bad okay. about these oh pictures. Oh my gosh! But yeah. But yeah, that, that, I think so. Back to Malcolm Gladwell's point, I guess I do look mm. back and say that shit. But I, I don't say it's great. I gotta say it's still shit. Mm. <laughs> so, mm. so how the transition then? How can you go from Spice Girls to like heavy metal? What happened? Okay, I remember the moment. Oh my gosh, please share. Like I remember the exact moment. Hit us with it. So like this is me, like a 12-year-old, 13-year-old kid. I uh, just got to Sharjah from Amman. You know, I was in, we lived in Amman for like seven, eight years. You know, I'm like, I have no friends, nothing. I just like, I literally just landed in the UAE and Sharjah. My parents had a really like small TV in their bedroom and we had Channel V. Do you guys remember Channel V? Yeah. Like this really old yeah, part channel. Of the music. music yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the yeah. music channel. And then I remember just like, what like this music video came on and it was called memory remains by metallica and then i saw james hetfield who is like the singer of metallica and i'm like holy shit like this is who is this like who are these four guys who don't give a shit about like how they look like they have beards what like I thought like it wasn't allowed to have beards. Like Backstreet Boys don't have beards, you know, and 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 they sang about love and stuff. And and these guys are singing about something completely different. And and he had big fat guitars and he was wearing like sunglasses. And I was like, dude, like what is this? And I think from that point, like I called my friend Yezen. He was my only friend in the UAE at the time. And I was like, Yezen, scratch the Spice Girls. I found a new favorite band. Spice Girls are out. <laughs> Spice Girls are out. Metallica are in, you know? So, yeah. And then it's from that point on, we started, like, buying these Hit Parader magazines, Kerrang, Metal Hammer. And, like, every time we find, like, Metallica on the cover, we'd start, like, just buying these magazines. And when we find out that there's a poster, we would, like, just definitely buy it. And then start, like, my room was, like, plastered with Metallica posters. And so I just, like, went all in. Like, I was... Hmm. Oh super gosh. fan you know what i mean like just mean isn't like we just go and obviously like metallica like they say it's the gateway to the world of metal so that's when we started getting to heavy metal and, and rock and roll and like mm. today i'm more into classic rock like pink floyd and aerosmith and like led zeppelin and stuff like that but back then it was like corn and limp biscuit and like you know it was cool back in the 90s yeah, yeah, you know yeah. like biscuit, you know limp yeah. biscuit was the shit you know and uh, <laughs> now when i'm older like i test the the generational theory where I ask like my um, like somebody who's much younger, like twelve year old or something, and I ask them like, "Do you know who Limp Biscuit are?" 
And like, no, who's Limp Bizkit? And I, that's what I know. Like, I, I am very old. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm an old man right now, you know? But yeah, but yeah, that's how I got into rock and roll and heavy metal. Yeah. So as you're as you're going through this crazy transition and your your room is changing and you know, your, yeah. the obsession, what what were your parents thinking? Uh, I think I don't know. I, I Basil r- has gone, man. <laughs> <laughs> no. He's going goth. He's going goth. We lost him. Um, I think uh, I gotta respect my parents because, like, at some point, I used to buy these Metallica albums and I would like really crank them up in the house. You know what I mean? Like, I would be like rocking out to like you know Master of Puppets and like Ride the Lightning and all these like kick-ass Metallica albums. And yeah, I would I would never get so much complaints. I think my mom only started worrying when I started wanting to start a band. You know, and then that's when they were like, whoa, Mm. what are you talking about? You're not going to become, you're not going to go on Star Academy or anything like that to become a rock star. Like, relax. So I think that's when they started like worrying. But before that, they were like, yeah, it's cool, whatever. That's that's your thing. That's your thing. You know, like, well, because funny enough, when we just, when we came to the UAE, my brother, who's older than me, he's a big Nirvana fan. And Nevermind, the Nirvana album, Nevermind, was, you know, was a staple for my brother. And uh, he would, like, every time we'd go into the car, uh, you know, my brother was, like, also a rebellious teenager, uh, you know, much more angst than me. And, uh, you know, he had the Nick Carter hair as well, you know, like, (laughs) no way, like, you know, put his hair up, you know, he would sit for a while, like, blow dry his hair. I'm sorry, Mo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) But he might, like, he would just, you know, get in the car with all his angst and put in, uh, never mind. And he would put it up, and that's what that's what it is. And my brother, uh, my dad, I guess, because he knew he was taking us out of this like of our environment in Amman, and you know, this new environment in Dubai. And this is like the way I guess we're rebelling through like rock music. Yeah. And I guess he let us do it. You know, like just okay, fine. If you're rebelling through rock music, then it's fine. You know. Yeah, you need a channel. And yeah. that, that's not a bad channel. It's not. And mm-hmm. honestly, it it honestly channels all my. Like negative emotions were really channeled through rock and roll music, and it was really channeled through heavy metal. So I was, by any stretch, I was not not a like angry kid. I was not a you know not none of that. You know, I was just I because I felt every time I felt bad, I just channeled it through you know Metallica or whatever I was listening to at the time, but mostly Metallica really. You know, but there were the occasional times where what they saw, you know, like <laughs> you know you got those shouts, you know. Uh, where you get the bangs on the door and like Sean a lot, you know. So I would get those every now and then. Sometimes I would rock out, like I would pretend that I'm in a stadium and like yeah. And then like my mom would open the door and like she would walk in on me and doing like the whole like rock and roll oh thing. And it's gosh. awkward and it's like, <laughs> please, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I made my mom watch a Metallica video once after she saw a Limbiscuit video. So mm. she's like, "La la, Metallica arta biktir min Arta, you know, because they weren't wearing baggy pants at the time, you know. So, oh yeah, uh, 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 like Metallica they're... are definitely arta, arta min. They were like really like nice black outfits, you know. <laughs> from the from the eighties, they never changed their style, you know. So, uh, so yeah, but yeah, all things considered, it was okay. So then it stuck on from your teenage years onwards. It did, yeah, for fifteen years and. Uh, it was always, uh, well, more than 15 years, but I say 15 years because at some point I was like, you know, I, when, when I start working, 
I need to see Metallica live. This is the first thing I need to do when I earn my own salary. Because, you know, my parents weren't, like, rich. And I wasn't going to, like, yeah, when you get a job, you yeah. go and go to Metallica. For now, you're going to Amman for the summer. No. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so, like, the first thing I did was 2008. Um, you know, I, I just started working. And uh, in my first job, TBWA. And, uh, and yeah, it was... Uh, I was like, okay, well, the first thing I need to do, I have my, my salary right now. I got my money and I need to book a trip to Germany to watch, you know, Metallica for the first time ever in my life. And uh, it was the biggest like thing I've ever like done up until that point. And uh, me and a bunch of my guy friends, um, we traveled to Germany and we went to this festival called uh, Rock and Ring. Rock and Park, sorry, Rock and Ring, Rock and Park. There, if anybody's into rock and roll, they would know these two big festivals in Germany, and uh, and it was like a kick-ass lineup. There was like Rage Against the Machine, there was uh, Incubus, there was uh, Sepultura. Like it was a bunch of like really cool bands, and of course, like the last band was Metallica. So, uh, so I was super excited, you know. And uh, I remember the last day of the festival was the day Metallica was going to play. So for me, I was like, I had it all planned out, you know. I was like, okay. Metallica was going to come on at 10 at night. Like, that was the schedule. I have the schedule. I got everything down so I know what's going to happen. And so I wake up at 7 a.m. And I tell the guys, I'm going to go line up at the festival gates. Oh, because wow. I got to be front row. And everybody, before, like, I traveled, because every Metallica show, like, would be about seventy to 80,000 people. So, like, they were like, there's no way you're going to be front row. That, that's, like, no way. No way. Like, that doesn't happen. No one gets front row, you know? So I was like, well, I'm going to get front so row. Someone's getting front <laughs> row. <laughs> Someone is. Yeah. There's a, at least 100 people in yeah. front row. So, um, so yeah, I woke up at 7 in the morning and just armed with an apple. And uh, I just went up to the festival gates and I just sat at the gates before they opened. And I just sat there, me and my friend Zaid, and we just sat there until like 10 a.m. when they opened the gates. And it was like every man for himself. You know what I mean? Like I was like, right. we got to run. Like, they open oh, the gates. Wow. We got to run. That's what we got to do, you know. And then they open the gates. Little did we know there was another gate. So we ran, 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 ran. Got to the second gate. Like, okay, all right, okay. Well, we're gonna have to wait. And the guys were like talking to us in German. I was like, all right, okay. I guess there's another hour or so before they open. Uh, <laughs> I was like, all right. So we were standing there, and it was sunny and it was hot. And then I started seeing it, so it got really crowded, like super crowded. We were like, at least at that point, it was like two to 3,000 people around us. Like we were like sandwiched between these people. And I was like, you know, and I could see the stage and me and Zaid were talking. We were like, okay, this is what we're going to do. We're like, we're just going to run. Like, even if we separate, it's fine, but we just need to touch the barricade. That's what we need to do. And again, the German guys, what's Heisen for? And then like, that's it. They start opening the gate. And I see people from the other side, like the campers, the people who camp at the festival, start going in. I was like, holy shit, we need to run. And then they open the gates, and I swear, like, the gates just, like, they don't open slowly. They just, like, explode with, like, and the, there was no, like, flames. It was just people, like, yeah. running through the gates. And I swear, like, everything slowed down around me, like, <laughs> and I swear, I saw this girl, like, right in front of me just start falling. You know? Oh no! And she's falling slowly, and I'm looking at her, and she's falling, and like, you know, my mind was telling me, "Do you help her, or do you run?" And my mind was like, "Fuck her, <laughs> <laughs> run, 
keep running. Step on her. Gentlemen, <laughs> as usual. Sorry, girl. I'll stand at the barricades. And I ran, 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 ran. And I finally caught the barricade. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I finally caught it. I was like, oh, my God, I'm front row. Now, mind you, this was like 11 a.m. You know, this was really early yeah. in the morning. And so that's like 11 more hours. So Metallica comes on. Oh, my God. So it starts like filling up, filling up, filling up, filling up. And the first band comes on. So this is a festival. So there's like a bunch of bands playing. So it's cool. It's a good lineup, you know, uh, Offspring, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. my God. They, they were yeah, there. Yeah. So they were performing. And uh -huh. uh, that's amazing. a bunch of really cool bands were playing as well. So, um, so yeah, I was, I was standing there and like at some point there was this girl. There was this, it, it got so crowded there was this girl next to me just saying stuff in German. And I'm like, what are you saying? What do you want? She was saying, she kept saying Vasa, Vasa. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, what do you want? And it turns out that there was this guy walking around with a big bucket of water and with a glass. And he just keeps like scooping out the water from the bucket in his glass. And he keeps getting, giving people the front row so they can stay hydrated right. in the front row. And Vasa meant water. So she kept telling me to give her some water, and the guy offered me water. I was like, I am not touching this. <laughs> you know, It's a bucket of water. I think at least 100 people drank from that glass, so I'm not touching it. So I hand her the water, and then there was this, another guy, this ice cream guy, starts walking in between the crowd, and he's selling like ice cream and everything. I was like, okay, this is my chance to like get some sugar into my system and, and get some energy back, because this was like, what, 3 p.m. now? Like, you know, I'm like dying. I'm bruised up from all the people moshing, and I'm like, you know, I'm dying here. You know, I was like, oh, ice cream for me. And like, I'm like still squished between the people at the front. And I'm like, ice cream for me. But the way I said for me seemed like I was telling for her. And then he's like, yeah, okay, sure. So he gave her the ice cream. I, no, I gave him the money. He gave her the ice cream. And she looks at me. She thanks me. I was like, oh, shit. Well, oh. now I have nothing to eat. And I can't tell her now to give me, you know. But you can tell her. Vasa? <laughs> Vasa for me? Yeah. <laughs> Can you give me some ice cream? Uh, and yeah, so we just that, that carried on and carried on and carried on. At some point, I was yawning because I was so tired. And one of the guys in the bands, one of the bands who were playing, looked at me and he was, he like, he, like, he looked at me like in the eye and he was like, he started like doing the whole yawn thing. Like, you're like, like, you're oh, so you're, bored of the show. Are we that bored? Oh, <laughs> bored? Oh, damn. I was like, wow, what from. 80,000 people, really? You picked me out <laughs> from, you know? So, yeah. But, like, when the moment came, it was, like, 10 o'clock at night. You know, the lights go off. You got to understand, this was me. This, was the, like, this wasn't the the 21-year-old me. This was 20 or 22 at the time or 23. Uh, this was the 13-year-old me, right? The child within comes out. And, you know, the lights go off. And I hear the ecstasy of gold, which is the, the, the intro to every Metallica concert. And like my goosebumps and my hair, like I was like, oh my God, it's about to go down. Yeah. Like Metallica <laughs> is about to walk. I'm about to see Hetfield in the flesh. And, <laughs> and like, I see him like from the side of the stage, like just warming up, you know, like, like just jumping and stuff. And I chose not to look at him because I was like, I don't want this to be the first time I look at Hetfield while he's warming up. I want to see him actually walk on stage, you know? Yeah. So I just look away, you know? Uh, and, and then the ecstasy of gold stops and then they walk on stage to the song Creeping Death, which is like, it sounds very morbid. It's not a very morbid song. <laughs> but then they walk on and like Hetfield stands there at the middle of the stage looking beyond, looking at the 80,000 people. And I'm like floored by like his presence. And like, I was like, holy shit, this is him. He's now standing right there before me, you know. And I'm like, I'm not, not worthy. You know what I mean? Like, it, was, yeah, it, was, it was fantastic. It was two hours of pure Metallica mayhem. And, 
yeah, that was my first time watching Metallica live. So, you know, that's uh, that's my that's love insane. relationship with the band. So you got to understand all of this. This is this is my connection to this band. You know what I mean? So absolutely. So to understand, you know, where I'm going with this. <laughs> so, yeah. But what, what happened to your friend? Did you guys stay together or did you get lost? I didn't care, to be honest, at that <laughs> point. I was like, I just went to the back. And I'm pretty sure she got like pulled in by some mosh pit at some point. You know, so. Oh, uh, I met your other friend, too. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, so we were messaging each other because he was he was also at the uh, on the barricade. But we had like around 20 people between us. So, you know he was on his own he's not even that big of a metallica fan he was just being a solid brother you mm, know what i mean like yeah, yeah. he was just like you know what man if you're gonna go front row i'm gonna go front row and we're gonna stick it out i'm gonna stick it out till the end of the day oh man and yeah that what guy, a guy was yeah he was my yeah, brother really and, solid. You know? props oh who, what was his name zaid Rauf, man oh, shout man. out yeah. Zaid <laughs> good stuff yeah so he was yeah he's so like he was stood there and uh and then the moment we finished the show like i like i reunited with him like that's 12 hours later and like we just hugged <laughs> you know? Oh damn! <laughs> and they're like, "Fuck, we finally did it!" You yeah, know I mean? let's <laughs> get some ice cream. <laughs> Donor kebab, actually. <laughs> that was our first meal post Metallica. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, some meat in my system. Yeah. So you had to travel all the way to Germany to see them. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was my first time. I had, uh, you know, there was a there was a training at work at that time because I had I was about to quit my job. Yeah, so I just, and then it was at a point where they're like, no, don't leave the job. You got to stay, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, we'll give you another role and stuff. I'm like, fine, cool. And then uh, there was this huge training that was about to happen. But but I was like, I don't care about the training. I'm going to go watch Metallica. Like, that's that's what I'm going to do. I'm, like, that's my dream. I'm going to go do it. Yeah, but the training is on the 8th. You got to come. It's on the 8th of June. I'm like, no, well, the 8th of June is Metallica Day. So, yeah, too bad for you guys. <laughs> you know? I'm not going to be here. So... Yeah, so I ditched my job at that time, and yeah, I went to watch Metallica. And the second time I went, because they came twice, so the second time they came was, uh, I went with my wife, or she was my fiance at the time, and that was like the big test for me, you know, like, all right, we're going to go to Metallica show right now, so. (laughs) Let's see how you do. I'm I'm grading you, I'm totally judging you. But yeah, she did really well, you know, she... uh, she doesn't like any Metallica songs, but... Um, but she yeah. was doing the drumsticks, though. She did the drumsticks for a <laughs> while, you know? And she allowed me to have a, uh, a Metallica song at the wedding. Okay. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, cool. our cake song was a Metallica song. That's oh. very nice of her. It wasn't Nothing say. Else Matters. It was Enter Sandman. So it was a heavy metal Metallica song, you know? So everybody at the wedding, the hajjahs and the stuff, like, oh, eh, I'm busy here. Show me. Show me. I'm Oh, that's funny. So, yeah. So, I would love to see that scene in a wedding. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I think a lot of people left at that point. They're like, nope, this, we're out. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I think there's a thing about uh, weddings, though. Um, it's always always the songs that you never want at a wedding played in your wedding. Like, I remember, like, the first song, I I, I specifically said, like, you know that song? Uh, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I fucking hate that song. Sorry, guys. I'm cursing, <laughs> cursing a lot. No, you can curse. It's cool. Uh, so I really hate that song. Uh, and I specifically told the DJ, don't play that song. First song he plays is that... Dude, uh, DJs song. don't God care. Damn. DJs in the Arab world, yeah. they have their set. In Hamish. Yeah. DJ. Anna. They just agree to everything and they do... I think they have the one set and they just... 
Yeah, and then like DJ D- DJ Samet, DJ Samet, like yeah. <laughs> in the middle of the. You know? What are you so doing? True. That's so <laughs> true. Stop plugging yourself. <laughs> you know, <laughs> putting the one like uh, sound filter he has on his system. The echo. Um, me and my wife, we did the, the the mistake of being the first ones of our friends to get married. Mm-hmm. So we didn't learn from anybody's mistakes. Uh, Do you know what I mean? So like our wedding had a lot of like, you know, like amateur mistakes. So like a lot of people. Um, you where know, did you get married? And in, in the Dead Sea in Jordan. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. It's, it was really cool. But then a lot of people were like, oh, the Dead Sea, huh? like an end of your uh, bachelor life. <laughs> like the death of your bachelor. Oh, I just got it. But you can always so. count on the Jordanians for grade A jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so it's so, so yeah, like we had because um, uh, everybody like has these really cool videos when they get married. You know those like five minute video clips, yeah. Like the tear jerkers, you know what I mean. Like you watch them, you're like, oh my god, it's such a special day. Uh, but ours was really bad. Like it was like <laughs> videographer Babel, Babel, Babel. You know, you know, like <laughs> it just kept like like That's appearing. Jordan, I yeah, can only so imagine. <laughs> and they shot everything. Like it was a six hour video. I was like, dude, we just wanted five minutes, like those cool videos everybody does. <laughs> But yeah, we really <laughs> failed at that front, you know? So oh, I guess the man. only memory we have of it is in our minds. Yeah. And that six hour, like, and it was just a close up of my face and her face for six hours. Nobody else. <laughs> and it was so much like, yeah, anyway. I can definitely relate to that because Zayd and I were also, we got married like as the first people of my friends and stuff. And we really, we kind we kind of opted to go basic, minimal. We don't want to waste any money on the wedding. That's smart. Um... Yeah, we didn't even want a videographer, but then the guy was like, <laughs> you know, like that scenario. Mm. So we ended up getting one and it's just, it's the worst. It's the worst. I can't even watch it. It's just, it's like somebody was holding a hand cam, exactly zooming in on our face, like the whole time, like sweating, and cutting the cake. And it was just, just li- literally it was me and my wife and then two of our friends. That's it. It was an entire wedding. It's like, dude. Yeah. Anyway, but we had a really good photographer, so there's that. Okay. We, we won there. So, <laughs> so yeah. Well, we had Metallica cutouts on our wedding as well, so there's that. Cutouts? Cut yeah, outs? like cutout boards. It like was cu- life yeah. size mm-hmm. cutouts. Yeah, life size cutouts. Why? Yeah, to take pictures. Next oh my gosh, your wife is so understanding. She was very understanding. Well, but you know, like I didn't do anything for the wedding though. It was all my wife and my mom. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, so they were doing it like for you. Yeah, they're like, oh, you can have the cutout boards. I'm like, yeah, thank you. <laughs> you know, and the yeah. song. You know, cool. Uh, I'm paying for all of it, so thanks. <laughs> you know, oh. you took pictures <laughs> with the cutouts, like. Yeah, you could take pictures with the cutouts. Yeah, it was. They're just like around like the ballroom. <laughs> Well, it was outdoors. So. Okay, so they're just like in the garden? <laughs> so, <laughs> it makes it so it was next to the buffet, next to the pool. <laughs> out of sight. <laughs> really out of sight. So it's like, For okay, the guests I not to see. it Uzi and Metallica. Metallica, <laughs> 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 Oh my gosh, all the aunties must have been so confused. <laughs> there's like one really... There's like one really old lady like trying to talk to them. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's insane. <laughs> <You> <laughs> <would do> that. <laughs> like, somebody must have had to. Oh, I love the music. 
Like, I just, <laughs> how, explaining. how do you even explain that <laughs> to her? She'd true. be like, Tablish. Yeah, let me snack. cool, Shabab. Yeah, Allah Hajiz. There you go. Plugged in right at the right time. Oh my God. That's, that's what it is. so impossible to explain. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? <laughs> Just to show like my 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 love for rock and roll and uh, my betrayal of my friends, um, <laughs> I uh, I was invited my this this girl that we really love like she's one of my wife's best friends and she like she had a wedding on the same day of a Guns N' Roses concert and um, and and I was like yo like this is the Guns N' Roses reunion you know what I mean that's a Slash Axel and Duff playing together like there's no way I can miss this. But then again, your wedding is on the same day. And she's like, yeah, well, you're coming to my wedding. So like, ah, yeah. you're not going to ditch my wedding. I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I tell my wife and my wife's, you know, bless her. She's very understanding. And she says like, you know, just come a bit and then go to the Guns N' Roses show. Yeah. Yeah. And and I did that. So I went and, and uh, we went to the wedding and we just, and I, w- I went really early, like really literally before any guests arrived. I was there, like her parents were, like she wasn't even there and I was there. And I was like, I'm ready. In front of the video guy, like, hello. I'm committed and I'm here. And I'm like, like, she's not going to know if I leave, right? Nobody notices this stuff in a wedding, right? No one notices. Like the rule of thumb is that no one notices this stuff at a wedding, you know? So I was like, okay, cool. So I went and I saw her and she saw me and we hung out the suite and like they were having their like their their pre-party wedding stuff. And I was like, oh, yay. Pictures, Instagramming, like this great party. Like it's all going according to plan. Show starts at eight thirty. Like I need to get out of here at eight, you know. And oh, that's pretty early. It's very that's early, you know. Early. It's and but I'm like Axel Rose is always late, so if I'm there by nine, that's fine. And like my like my getaway car was ready, and like you know, like everything was ready, you know. And like I had clothes in the car and everything. And uh, and I'm like, okay, Dana, I'm I'm off, I'm leaving, you know. And and she's like, okay, cool, good luck, you know. But but you know, like if they ask, like what do I tell them? I'm like, I don't know. Like make something up. And uh, and I leave. And I'm like, and I'm like, like no one's gonna ask, Dana. Like this is like a wedding. Like look, like look at this. Like 300 people here. No one's gonna ask. <laughs> Everyone's gonna stop. Where is Bassett? <laughs> you right know what? Now. <laughs> a, very, a very similar thing happened. <laughs> yeah, so oh. <laughs> so two hours into the wedding, uh, Yasmin, bless her heart, very understanding, love her. Uh, she goes up on stage and she says, uh, and they put like. Sweet Child of Mine, the Guns N' Roses song. Oh and she's like, Basil, oh I know you God. did the Guns N' Roses show. This one's for you, bro. Woo! <laughs> and Dana standing there, she's like, I would like to die right now. <laughs> Lord, I am ready. <laughs> so, so they found out that I was not there. And uh, I was at a very, very long uh, bathroom break. You know, yeah. How long has it been in the bathroom for? I must have eaten something really bad. But then they eventually found out I was at the Guns N' Roses concert. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> People like have a way of coming back from it. We were just in Canada together. So she's cool. We're cool. Right? Okay. We're cool. Right? Yes, mean we're cool. I'm going to recommend this podcast for definitely not. <laughs> She's going to like relive some old hate. Like, There's a lot oh, of friends no. I should not be telling this podcast to. Anyway, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> not very good for our reach, I thought. <laughs> Do not listen to this podcast. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> Do not. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, man. Oh. Bessa, you're really burning a lot of bridges with this podcast, <laughs> yeah, right? I yeah, I am. I am. <laughs> okay so okay yeah so um so you went to germany for Mm -hmm. your first ever metallica concert 
And, but you mentioned that they had also come to Abu Dhabi. That's right. Two times. So meaning it was after Germany? After yes. Germany. Mm-hmm. At some point you heard Metallica is coming to Abu Dhabi. Ah, and yes. I want to know about that day. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. The day you heard Metallica is coming to Abu Dhabi. So 2011 was Metallica's first ever Middle Eastern endeavor to, um, to, the, to the Middle East. Yeah, that makes First time Metallica comes to the Middle East. Yeah. So I thought to myself, like uh, uh, one uh, night in, uh, I was sitting with, my, oh, with a friend of mine uh, called, uh, her name is Sara Wazahra, great girl. Uh, Sara listened to this podcast. I hope, I uh, hope you don't say anything now that <laughs> yeah. ruins your friendship forever. <laughs> She's great. She works in Facebook. So, you know, she could probably push this. But anyway. Um, yeah. So I'm, uh, I was with my friend Sara. We were sitting and, and we were talking about the show, you know, and... Um, First, well, just rewind before that. I was really excited when I heard that Metallica was coming. I was like, oh my God, Metallica is coming. And a new friend, a friend of mine who worked in Flash Entertainment, who actually organizes, he's not really a friend of mine. He was just a person that I know through acquaintances and whatever. Like he told me like, yo, I know how much you love Metallica. So we're booking them for October. And I was like, what the, whoa, like that's amazing. I'm so excited. This is the first time they come to the Middle East. This would have been the third time I watched them. I watched them in Barcelona before. But still, every time is a new time, and it's exciting, and it's a new album tour, so like it's always exciting. And now it's extra special because it's in the Middle East, so I was super excited. And yeah, and that's when I started thinking, I'm like, okay, well, this needs to be extra special. So I started organizing my friends. And I'm like, we've got to take a bus to Abu Dhabi. We're going to take like the Golden Circle tickets. We're going to sleep the night in Abu Dhabi. We're going to make a whole thing out of it. You know, it's going to be amazing. Uh, and yeah, everybody was on board. Yeah, sure, Metallica. Everybody's heard of them. Not necessarily really big fans, but still, like, they're... they're, they're go for the it. ride. Yeah, they'll they go for the ride. Why not? And uh, and then, anyway, one night we decided that... Uh, well, my, my, my Sara, going back to Sara, she... We were out at a um, at this restaurant once, me, her, and a friend, and we were talking about, you know, what would be really cool? Like, if, if anybody is to meet Metallica, it should be me. Like, nobody in, the, in this region is worthy, you know, except for me. Like, I should be the one to meet them, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I'm the best. Like, I, it's me. Like, honestly, like, the, I, I've never met anyone like me with... with they're like, you know, they're like as they're, big of a fan towards yeah. Metallica and rock and roll. And, uh, and she's like, yeah, you know, maybe you should do like a Twitter campaign about meeting Metallica. I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> and I take out my phone and I'm like, I should meet Metallica. Ha ha ha. Hashtag Basil meets Metallica. Well, actually, that was me. It was, it was her. It was her. She was like, Basil, at Basil Natalia should probably meet Metallica. He's the biggest Metallica fan. Hashtag Basil meets Metallica. And she tweets that away. I was like, haha, that's fun. And so, you know, that's when, you know, the, the next morning we wake up, you know, I go to work, she, you know, all, all of us are at work. And, and we sort of like, uh, we see that some people retweeted her, hmm. you know, and I'm like, oh, cool. That's, that's nice. And then uh, I was like, well, maybe we should make a thing out of this. You know, maybe I should make it like a campaign, you know, like I should probably get people on board and, and let them uh, know. How that many, I, how many retweets? Well, like, the first one I just think. got a couple. That's it. Like, just a couple. Oh, okay. Just it like was that. nothing. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, I have, a, like, now remember, this was at a time where Twitter was really blowing up. This was 2011. Um, this was the time around the Arab Spring and whatever. So, like, people were very into Twitter at the time. And they were getting their news off Twitter. And they're, like, they were just supporting these, like, charities and these, like, personalities. So, Twitter was a thing back then. And, and it's still a thing is today. But back then, it was, like, you know, it was the prime of Twitter. Yeah, those were good times to be on Twitter, you know? I met a lot of people through Twitter and everything. So anyway, 
I, um, you know, I, my friend Joe Akawi, he, uh, he's a really way more popular than I am. And, uh, and he sort of had to, had a blog at the time and he's like, yeah, you know what? You should probably meet Metallica. And, uh, and he, he tweets that as well. Like my, my friend Basil is, is the biggest Metallica fan I ever met. So I've known him for God knows how many years. Hashtag Basil meets Metallica. And somebody else like <laughs> and like it gets like ten retweets, and then out of those retweets, somebody retweets Joe, and then those get ten retweets, and then Joe is like, "Whoa, this like picks is picking up." I'm gonna tell my blogger friends to retweet, and then their these blogger friends write blogs about it, and then they retweet, and then it just sort of starts picking up and picking up and picking up, and oh, then wow. I remember at the time OMD the agency had a uh, conference that day. So they were the number one trending topic in the UAE at the time. You know how like on the side there was like trending topics? Yeah. And they were like the number one was OMD. Uh, I think it was called OMD conference or something like that. And suddenly like a few hours into the day, I start seeing hashtag Vaseline Metallica appearing on the trending topics. What? Oh my God. I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> and I was like, I called my friends and there was BBM at the time. I was like BBMing everybody and I'm like, Oh, BBM. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it's like, guys, this is like, I'm, a, I'm trending on like, on in, like on Twitter. That's crazy. What's going on here? And so my friends get excited. They're like, Oh my God, like one of our friends is going viral. This is crazy. You know, like at the time where nobody goes viral yeah. like, or like very few people go viral. And uh, they start Instagramming, and then they their friends start Instagramming, and like it just sort of picks up and picks up. And by like 5 p.m., it's like I become the number one trending topic in the UAE, oh you know, at that time. And I was like, "Whoa, what's like this is insane!" <laughs> and then we, my friend Rami Zahran and I have done a um, a a, uh, a video like a year before, just like messing around on YouTube, saying Basil must meet Metallica. It's just like a funny video, like a very, like a very funny, like comedic sort of. Like me and him are really into comedy and stuff. Like we sort of like really did a, a comedy video, and we put it out there. And that video started picking up in views. Like somebody picked it up on uh, on Twitter, tweeted it out, and like it went from like three hundred views to three thousand views, just in the context of, of things. All of these things, you know, picking up on one day, like on Twitter and on YouTube. And then a friend of mine, she sort of goes to Facebook and creates a page called Basil Must Meet Metallica, you know, and she creates that Facebook page. So, like, we started off with one stupid tweet on a restaurant the night before. <laughs> and the next day, it snowballed into a Facebook page with, like, 900 uh, likes. Wow. Uh, it had <laughs> trended as a number one trending topic in uh, the UAE. And my video, uh, me and Rami's video, picked up to 3,000 views in one day so this was crazy like and we did like all right guys we got to meet at rami's house tonight to do a, an action plan yeah, like, it's reconvened. <laughs> yeah. because, like we didn't know this was gonna happen you know and because it was a month like three weeks left of the show like we got to keep this thing going you know like otherwise everybody's gonna forget yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah it's just sort of like we we got together that night and we decided we were gonna do like a couple of more videos for youtube and get people to sort of like tweet it and and view it and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, keep and, it going. And we did that. We just got that night. We started, we recorded like we we ideated. We had some ideas and stuff, and we kept like tweeting and stuff like that. And I just started getting calls from people I haven't seen 
or or like I haven't heard from since I graduated or whatever. Like, yo, man, we saw your campaign. Oh my God, it's really cool. I might know a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who could get you like a, a, a meeting with Do or a meeting with Flash or a meeting with because Do are sponsoring the show. Uh-huh. So uh, I was like, okay, cool, amazing, amazing. Oh my God, that's really good. And you know, things started like just picking up, picking up, and picking up. And yeah, but it was like a whirlwind. Like it was a whirlwind, you know. Like I remember at some point, just during that week, we started getting like uh, you know people started still kept tweeting, and I kept, I I needed to get people like engaged in it. So I started seeing people who started putting memes up on the Facebook page, you know, like funny videos or or like funny cartoons or just getting memes and putting it out there. Like mm-hmm. I, like Vassal should meet Metallica. So so it became like a very funny thing, and like brands started to get on board, like. Uh, you know like brands? yeah there's yeah like this random brand saying like yeah we support basil meeting metallica or whatever yeah it was really weird like it was such a weird thing for me like what's happening here and like oh so i started getting like calls from newspapers like hey this is like a really cool thing would you like to do an interview about basil meets metallica and i'm like oh sure yeah why not you know whatever gets the cause out there you know mm. and sorry you know <laughs> the cause <laughs> like people are like really it's really building up and people like calling and you know you've made it when you're like in a gas station like i was i remember i was in an enoch gas station and shout out enoch you know (laughs) and uh, and then like somebody walks up to me they're like yo you're the guy from the basil meets metallica thing that's awesome man like i really (laughs) hope you meet metallica i was like yeah that's amazing it feels like a whole country is behind your back that's exactly how it felt it was it was amazing it was such a great feeling and i remember like i don't go clubbing i hate clubbing i hate clubbing to the like to the like i hate clubbing kind of stress about how much i hate clubbing but one night i just like my friends were going for a birthday or something as so i was going and uh we get to the this club at the time called republic or republic or whatever it was called and i get to the door and i hate like the whole bouncer encounter so i was like uh so i get to the gate to the door and the bouncer was like you know starting to give me that attitude like uh yo yeah well you're all guys here and uh, and then the moment he says that like this re- this guy comes out and he's like oh my god you're the guy who wants to meet metallica i was like yeah and then like everybody's like what the fuck what, what's going on here and like and they let me in i was like what i i've never felt yeah. like, I, I could get used to this this is really cool you know <laughs> But yeah, so it's just things really started picking up, and um, you know, at that point, even people at the company I was working at at the time, they were like, they started like they don't know anything about like what I was doing, but they started seeing this thing picking up. Uh, there was this TV channel that called me for an interview, and I started doing an interview on TV, and I was like, what cool. is like what is happening here? You know, yeah. all within three weeks. All within like this was like two weeks in, and then one day, uh, so oh, very important thing. At some point, it became so intense on Twitter that Flash, the organizing company, had to put out a statement that, you know, they were like, you we really appreciate Basil's, you know, uh, love and efforts and stuff like that. But unfortunately, we cannot, you know, we don't control meet and greets. That's up to the band, you know, and everybody went like nuts ballistic that is bullshit (laughs) you know like it just went so they tried to control it from a pr perspective but it blew up you know it just became like everybody was 
yeah, everybody went crazy and like, no, Basel needs to meet Metallica. And, and there's one tweet that I, because their their hash their uh, handle was Think Flash. That's their handle on Twitter, Think Flash, at Think Flash. And this girl like tweeted them, like random girl tweets them, and she's like, uh, who became my friend later? Because I became friends with all of these people. And uh, <laughs> Amazing. Uh, she was like, if you give Basel tickets to meet Metallica, I will name my first child Think and my second child Flash. (laughs) 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 So, like, it was really funny stuff coming out of the community in Twitter, you know? Wild PETA, the guys at Wild PETA, they had, like, they held this event of a meet and greet of everybody meeting each other who are doing the Basel meets Metallica thing. So, we all got to meet each other. So, it was really cool stuff. So, anyway, one day I got this email in my inbox, you know, surprise you know uh from like flash entertainment that like you are about to you know um this is this is this is big news i'm like oh my god this is it this is like 12 a.m and i'm like oh my god this is oh my god you know like <laughs> and i could start preparing my speech and everything and, and i opened it it was like two free tickets to britney spears i was like are you what <laughs> what <laughs> are you kidding <laughs> i guess i entered some kind of competition like a few weeks ago or something like that and like oh my god i got tickets to meet britney spears <laughs> or to to like go to a britney spears concert you know metallica britney, <laughs> britney spears. spears in their defense i think it was a very like it was an automated email like it wasn't like oh, directed it wasn't at me like let's try to win him over oh. with some why you know and oh man you just like confused and shocked the crap out of me i I was devastated i was like this is not happening to me right now but yeah so we kept going and this kept going this kept going this kept going and uh it kept intensified and getting intensified and and people started recording like i got a video from lebanon um of these like metalheads in lebanon who just like had these like um you know, like boards that said hashtag Basel meets Metallica on them. And like, they did like this video and like, they put it up and, and I was like, wow, this is from Lebanon, from Lebanon, these people like sporting stuff. It was really cool. Um, And some friend of mine in the U S like he just told his friends. So they put it up on their cars, hashtag Basel meets Metallica. Like Mm -hmm. it was just really cool. Like, and I was so overwhelmed. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm like, what? Like this, I'm not doing it. Like, why me? You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it was so odd because I started getting messages on Facebook. Like, this is so inspiring that you're following your dreams and whatever. I'm like, I didn't do like nothing. Like, like, don't look at me for inspiration. Like, I didn't do anything, you know? And it was such a weird place to be in. You know what I mean? Like, it was a place where you're getting all this attention. It's like, it's weird. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't really do anything. You know, all I did was I'm just a fan of this band and I really want to meet them. But I think what I really loved about it was the community aspect of it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just people coming together selflessly for just yeah. one guy to meet his favorite band. Like, that story is a really heartwarming story. You know what I mean? Yeah, like People can relate totally. and they reach out. It's nice. Yeah. 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 It's like, it's there's nothing there that's, you know, it's just, it's not a... It's not a deep story or anything like that. It's just like a fun thing. It's just a fun thing. And it's a selfless thing that everybody is doing. So anyway, uh, just a few days before, like I started preparing that, you know, it's probably not going to happen. You know, it's like just like two days left for the show. And um, like it's probably not going to happen. And uh, so I got a, I got a, you know, one company emailed, no, tweeted me. And they're like, if you get 500 retweets on this, on this uh, account, then we will get you we will try to get you passes to meet metallica 
And people, again, went like nuts on them. Like, that's so bullshit. Like, you're trying to profit on this, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, we're all supporting him. You should just give him the pass if you have it. You know, you know no one else is more deserving. You know, all that kind of stuff. <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, well, whatever. Let's do it. Like, let's get them 500 retweets. Like, I just want to meet the band. I don't <laughs> <Yeah>. care. <laughs> uh, but then I get a call from somebody uh, who works at Do. And they're like, don't listen to that company don't do anything just don't do anything trust us just don't do anything we're working on something just don't act Ooh. like within the hour you will hear something that you love just trust me he was he's a friend of mine um he worked for the agency that works for do so not even like 30 minutes later i get a tweet in my inbox uh, not in my inbox sorry my like public tweet and it was from do the official account do tweets and it said basil we loved your campaign uh, we loved your passion towards rock and roll and, and the band. And we are granting you two, uh, two, the one pass to meet Metallica, you know? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, like, this is crazy. <laughs> so this is the first time I see it was when everybody else saw it. Like, I didn't know it was coming. And it just like Twitter sort of like went crazy. It lit up. And it was just, I started jumping in the house, like, my parents were like, what, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? I'm like, I'm trying to meet Metallica. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I went and I hugged my parents and hugged my sister. And, like, anybody who was in front of me. So it was a crazy, like, moment for me. Like, I remember, like, jumping around and stuff. Funnily enough, I had entered this raffle to meet Metallica, like, just a few months before. And that same day, I get an email from Metallica.com saying that, Hey, Vassal, good, uh, good news. You got a pass to meet Metallica backstage. Are you oh serious? my God. I went from like no pass to two passes in one day, two days before the show. I was yeah, like, Yeah, that's the power what? of positive energy. It's crazy, you right? You brought like, that to yourself. When it rains, it pours. The universe. <laughs> yeah, amazing. It was, it was insane. It was, I was like, Okay, cool. So I, I guess I could get two people. But then apparently one pass. Oh no, uh, somebody called me and they're like, Yo. Don't do that. Like, the story is dude's story. So, like, just run with dude's story. I'm like, yeah, mm. of course, dude. Like, all, yeah. all out dude. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh -huh. You know, they came for the rescue at the end. And, um, and it was really nice of them. They invited me to their office. And they had this cake, Basil Meets Metallica. And, like, they started, like, clapping when I walked in. I'm telling you guys, this was the, the in, most what? insane month of my life. <laughs> you know? and clapping like, great job. I was like, what did I do? <laughs> I didn't do anything. We're all so proud of you. <laughs> I didn't do anything. You know what I mean? Oh, man. There was a little bit of guilt for me because like, I was like, the community did all the work. Like, I didn't do much, you know, like. <laughs> Such mm. an odd thing. So odd. Like, what am I being celebrated for, <laughs> you know? Um, but, yeah, so I got the the passes at that time. And it was like, I mean, I was, it was amazing. Um, October 25th came in and, you know, uh, I was really worried because I read Metallica. I, I'm obsessed with the band. but So I read that Metallica were flying directly from New York to uh, Abu Dhabi um, they're not resting like they're li literally landing and then going to the venue to to play so I was like really worried like what if they cancel what if like they you know they get tired and so I was like what if I don't meet them like this all crumbles and what's the meet is it before the show after the so show so it's like a meet and greet before the show okay um, and uh, so 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 yeah so they, they take me back so there was a whole process to it like you know it was like a military process you know like you gotta be there at four 
Uh, we got to go. We got to do some background checks, da, 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 all that kind of stuff. And like, we got to make, make sure that it's legit. It's you and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, the dude guys were there, so they took care of me. But I went backstage and I saw Metallica's crew and everything. And uh, it was uh, super exciting for me, like, right? The guy who, yeah. like, you know, this is me. Like, I'm walking around, I'm seeing Metallica cases all around, you know, where they put their gear. They're, uh, you know, I was like, it's all like spray cool. Metallica. Yeah, it's super cool for me to see this stuff, you know. And I see them like doing the guitar sound check and not the band, but like the crew and everything. Um, and I see James Hetfield's guitars. I see James Hetfield's mics. And I'm like, damn, this is like the back, you know, this is the, this is a different world to see it from the backstage, right? This is a whole operation at the back. And I see one of the crew members. I'm like, yo, they're flying directly from New York. Like, are they going to be like in shape? Like, can, can they play? It's like, brother like these guys don't fly like us you know what i mean like they have like private jets they, don't worry about them they're, they're gonna get plenty of sleep yeah. you know they're yeah. they're gonna be fine <laughs> don't worry about it they've been doing this for 30 years they're they're gonna be okay it's like all right good um but yeah so i i go backstage and and the opening band was there nerve cell and uh and nerve cell like they're, they're like old friend of mine from aud and um and good for them. They're like they they made themselves in, in the rock community, and uh, mm-hmm. and they see me backstage. And, and instead of me going to take pictures with them, they came to take pictures with me, so they can put them put it up yeah. on their Facebook. And like, oh, we met the guy who wants to meet Metallica backstage. <laughs> Nervsol meets Basil meets Metallica. <laughs> it's like Nervsol, you earned it, you know, because you've been doing this for ten years. <laughs> I've just been doing this for a week, and like I'm here, and I'm not worthy. Um, I'm really not. Uh, but. But yeah, so I go like, and I, and, and we had, it was a really long process. I had to wait for a while. And so like at some point they take us to the back. There's a couple of other people as well who won the raffle. So they get to watch, uh, so they get to meet the band as well. Uh, but they come from other countries. So, you know, not, so the UAE had like a couple of winners and, and everybody else from around the region to fly in. So I see the Escalades pull up, like four Escalades. And uh, every band member was in an Escalade, so I guess they don't get two cars together. Hmm. Yo, Maybe. when you're a multi-millions selling yeah. band, I guess that's how you roll, yeah. you know? Cool. So, uh, so I don't see them. I just see the Escalades pulling up, and they tell us, like, oh, the Escalades are here. Oh, the, Meta- the band's here. The band's here. So they take us away, and uh, we go to, like, some other room. How many people are you? I think we were like about 10 people maybe okay. at that point. Oh, and wow. did you have like in your mind what you were going to say? Or oh, yeah, dude. I, like the, the, day, the day before, I was like practicing. Like, like okay, James, like, James Hetfield for me is the, the guy, you know, like mm. everybody else is like, it's cool. But James is the guy, you know. So like, oh, James, nice to meet you. Uh, I have been a fan. Uh, no, 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 no. Scratch that. Oh, <laughs> you, know, you got to say something that he remembers, you know. Uh, James, uh, you know, when you quit drinking 10 years ago and you did rehab, like, I, I thought like that's a very like, you know, that's a very deep thing. So like he can remember that guy from Dubai who told him that, you know. So like, yeah, the good angle, the good angle. Work with the work with the sober angle. That's a good one, you know, because you don't drink too. And that's, you know, that's that's good. Anyway, so that's the back of my mind. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's so one by one. The band comes out one by one. So like we all line up, and then you know the first guy comes out, Rob Trujillo. He's like the the newest member because like he's the bassist. Anybody who knows Metallica knows that uh, Rob Trujillo is the latest member of the band. So anyway, he comes out. So I was like, yeah, cool, Rob Trujillo. Yeah, he has. Only been in the band for five years, so it's not mm-hmm. that crazy. Yeah, <laughs> you whatever, know? I don't care about you. Go. <laughs> yeah. You want a selfie? Let's take a selfie. Okay, uh, yeah. I'm the guy who <laughs> you know, met Natalia. <laughs> you should be honored. <laughs> You're getting cocky. <laughs> At that point, yeah, yeah. it got to my head. Um, so, um, 
But I was live tweeting at the entire, like at, the, at that point. Uh, then Kirk Hammett walks out. Kirk Hammett's the guitar player. Uh, so, you know, walks out. I'm like, Kirk Hammett, oh my God. Like, he looked like he was dead. Red eyes. Like, he was like, obviously didn't sleep. He just jet lagged. Um, so I was like, oh my God, big fan, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, okay, cool, man. Oh my God, enjoy the show, man. You know, like, he's very, like, that kind of, yeah. you know, not very, he's very, like, hipster kind of. So he walks away. And then Lars, uh, Lars Ulrich walks out. He's the, uh, the, the drummer. Uh, he's a co-founder of Metallica. So he was very interested. Like he was, he, that's something I like about him. He like gives you attention. Like he that's looks nice. into your eyes and like listens to your story. So I told him like about my story, like last time he spoke, but like I had only 30 seconds to wrap it up. Like, all right, um, you know, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh my God, that's very, very interesting. Very, very interesting. Like, I, he probably didn't hear anything. Yeah. You know, I was like, mm, okay, very interesting. Okay, cool. Well, you know, nice to meet you, brother. And then he walks away. I was like, oh my God, that was amazing. Oh, it's just Lars Ulrich. And then I see Hetfield walk out. And I was like, oh my God. God, I'm like, I become like this like 13 year old fangirl, you know? I was like, oh my God, <laughs> Spice goes, oh, I mean, uh, Metallica. <laughs> if you wanna be my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's saying hi to people, and then he comes up to me, and I swear to God, like I do, like I think I started mumbling, like I don't even remember what I said. I, I was, I just said like, uh, <laughs> are you saying? What are you saying, brother? You know, I was like, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. And, uh, you know, uh, welcome to UAE. <laughs> Some stupid yeah. shit like that, you know. It's like really, uh, oh, no. really like, unimpactful, <laughs> you know. Like, rehab, rehab. Yeah, rehab, sober. Uh, I don't drink um, <laughs> Islam. <laughs> Some really random, like, jumble of words. <laughs> it was like, it was a, me- it was a mess. So I was like, he, but he like asked me like, who else came out to Abu Dhabi, you know, to play? I was like, oh, um, Iron Maiden, uh, you know, you know, I, I Machine Head, blah, blah blah. So I named a few bands. I was like, sure, cool, cool. Did Judas Priest come out here? I'm like, y- y- if you want them to, yeah, sure. You know, they came out here. It's like, mm, okay, well, I'll be, I'll be looking out for you there, uh, brother. And they started walking, and that was that was it. That was oh, my wow. like, that was my mm-hmm. mi- three minutes of fame, you know, or, or one minute with 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 James Hetfield. And yeah, I was just, I was floored. Like I didn't know, uh, I don't know what I said. I don't know like wh- how it went, and like I don't know how I felt. You know, it was like you just met your hero. You know, like you're a hero from since you were a kid. So I just went out, and I was like, that's it. I, I, just, I met Metallica, and I tweeted it out, and I took the pictures, and I and I put it out there, and the picture with me and Hetfield just sort of like got so much engagement, and like everybody was like, oh my god, we're so happy for you. Finally, you've got this thing done, and. So I went out there and I watched the show and it was amazing and all that stuff. And it was it was cool because I remember like going back to the room because we had like stayed the night and everything. Mm. And I remember staying there and like I was going through the Facebook page, <clears throat> reflecting on everything that had happened over the past. Because it's over. That's it. That's yeah. it's done. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'm like, wow, like what a month this has been. This was one of, if not the craziest month of my life, you know. Uh, just out of like me and a friend sitting in a restaurant one night, we just tweeted this one tweet that snowballed into this insane trend that took over the country (laughs) and companies and TV stations and radio and newspapers. And I made a ton of new friends and like everybody who engaged, I felt like I can't just be, you know, I can't just dismiss you. I, like you've engaged with me on this, and you helped me realize this. And even though it's just meeting Metallica, like 
the 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 means i guess of getting there was much bigger than the actual goal you know like the mm. the actual thing that that led us to it like the goal at the end of the day wasn't as big as what happened before yeah. of a yeah, community yeah. coming together and doing something selfless and you know just feeling positive and it was just a very positive thing it was a lot of people who hated it a lot of people told me like you're being stupid and like oh this is such a stupid campaign why are you worthy like oh, why not us and like <laughs> so i got these and i got some people like haram and some people tell me like oh you're doing this whole satanic worshiping thing and like what the fuck and, like this is yeah. it's drumsticks it's yeah. drumsticks bro you know <laughs> so yeah it was but it was like all when all the dust had settled it was just like mm-hmm. It was such a like a surreal, like really cool experience that had happened, you know. And cool. Flash really came through. Like they really took care of me when I was there. Like I know in the beginning they had a hard time with me, you know, but they they really took care of me. They really came through. Super helpful when I was there. Um, like fast forward two years later when they came, they just called me up and they're like, "Yo, they're coming." So would you like to just meet them? You know, <laughs> you don't like, have to do anything. <laughs> you don't have to do anything. We could, we could do like an interview with you and James Hetfield, and like you guys can sit oh, together. Damn. And I was like, like you know, just like a tear like strolled down my face. You know? <laughs> and you know, so it was it was such a really cool, amazing experience. You know, and what I did after that was I got like a lot of people. I told them like I'm gonna go to this place called Warehouse at the time. I don't know if it's still open. It's in Garhud. And um, I'm like, yeah. it's still open. Is still it still open? open? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I haven't been in ages. And I told him, like, guys, I'm going to be in a warehouse tonight. So, and I would love to meet everybody, you know. So if you are interested in coming and like meeting the people who are involved in this and meeting other people and all that stuff, by all means, we're going to be there. And we had a bunch of people that came down to warehouse and we just met each other for the first time. And a lot of these people I'm still friends with till today. Like I, that's uh, so cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Luz, uh, Luz, one of my friends. Uh, I had her on my podcast just recently, but I met her because of that campaign. Like it's, okay. she was one of the people that I, I met. So it's a lot of these people that I met at the time. We were still friends till today. Uh, we still have, we still hang out. Like it's, it was such a cool experience. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and and I always tried to like remove myself from it and just understand that this is this was a. This was not about me. This was about a community of people coming together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, to a point where, like, even after this thing f- was done, I don't know what to do with it. Like, I was like, well, I don't know what to do with this. Like, it's, it was cool, but I don't even know how to continue, like, mm. on this legacy. Like, what's or, next? Yeah, there's yeah. nothing for me to do, you know? like I was going to say, it's very good that you were thinking about the whole thing you were talking about, means and end. Yeah. Because I was going to ask, now that you had met them... Doesn't it feel like you're back to being like mortal and it's <laughs> over? But it's good that you're thinking of like, oh, but my journey to get there, that right. was the good stuff. Well, you know, I, I, I tried to never let any anything get to my head, like anything, even with a podcast. Like if it starts like the other day when I was at your uh, event mm-hmm. and these two girls um, that I just met at your event and I, I've never met them in my life. And then they just came up to me and said they listened to the podcast that to me is so humbling. Like it, to me, it doesn't like it doesn't make me feel uh, more like of an immoral, immortal. You know, more of like shit. Like this is so humbling. Like that's that what an action that I've taken has touched someone in a positive way. You know what I mean? Like that's something that means more to me than 
either the Instagram likes or the uh, or the follows or how many subscribers or like that all that stuff is just it's all secondary to like the value you might get out of an output that I'm doing. Do you know what I mean? So um, that to me made more sense than uh, than that. So I, I tried not to, and that and that's why after this thing was done. I didn't do anything with it because I didn't know what to do with it. Like I, it would have felt that I was cashing in on something um, that wasn't really for me. Mm, you know like what I mean? Exploiting it. Yeah. And I didn't want to exploit it, you know, and I got approached by a, a, a couple of companies after to do something similar, like to do a campaign, like a fake campaign. And I was like, straight up, I was like, no, like that's the reason that worked was because it was so genuine yeah. and yeah. it came from a community and it's not because of me as a person. Like no one really cares about Basel as a person. They care about like the whole situation yeah. and, and, and the, the idea, the idea it. of it. Exactly. Yeah. Like the, the idea of it's what drove people, you know? Can so, you do Basel meets the new Samsung phone <laughs> coming straight to your... I, I was considered as an influencer like for a month after, so I would get like invited to events and stuff. But that was so short lived, like because like Khalas, like I wasn't doing anything with it. Yeah, like, so, like he wanted to meet them, he met them. It's khalas. like he's not even doing anything on Instagram. So <laughs> forget yeah. him. He's he's he's, yeah. he's last year. He's last year. So, what about your podcast? So yeah, so I think uh, well, so a year later. Uh, when I told you uh, guys about Flash calling me to meet Metallica again, to meet Hatfield, uh, they told me initially it was to meet Kirk Hammett, uh, the guitarist, on a phone interview for their website, their publication, which was cool. And so when I met Kirk Hammett I, um, uh, on the phone, it was me and him on the phone, I had this theme about proposing to my wife. Uh, I did a video called, uh, or I, did, I made everybody say, um, just say yes. So like just our friends and our family and stuff just you know like it's a montage a montage video of people just say like saying hey, dana just say yes and they do it in their own way you know what i mean like uh this uh, so some friends a friend of mine did the whole like david letterman style like 10 reasons why you should say yes and a friend of mine you oh, know like that's a couple, funny yeah it was a cool like uh, montage <laughs> of like 20 people or, or 30 people doing this thing and it was really cool so anyway i was with kirk hammett on the phone and we finished the interview and i put everything off and i'm like i still had him on the phone I'm like, hey, can you do me a favor? I was like, yeah, sure, man. Well, what, what's up? <laughs> I was like, uh, just before you go, I want to propose to my girlfriend. And all you need to say is, hey, Dana, this is Kirk Hammett. Just say yes. He's like, yeah, sure. And he's like, hey, Dana, this is Kirk Hammett from Metallica. If you know what's good for you, you would say yes. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I just put that in the uh, in the video. And and Dana was like, what, what's going on? How, is this really the guy from Metallica? Like, how did you get him to do this? I was like, I don't know. I just had him on the phone. I just, like, you know, just, Make the most of it. It's the weirdest thing. I have a very weird relationship with Metallica. Um, and it's like always not worthy. You know, like, like it's just so random. But anyway, yeah. So when that happened, uh, so I had that call with Hammett and then I met Hetfield. And that was my first Basil Meets video um, because I had a YouTube page and it was called Basil Meets. It was just there. And I never did like my YouTube video that it's it's been around for years, 
Um, and I met James Hetfield at the time and he was in a, like just me and him in a room and we sat there for 15 minutes and we had a conversation. It was so cool. It was amazing. And we de we dug deep and stuff and, and it was really cool. We talked about his sober. Yeah, I brought that up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Casually. <laughs> just say, hey, about the sober life you have. Um, and his family and stuff like that. And I asked him questions about like, how he compares himself today with when he looked at his videos from the 80s and he looks at his videos today, like, does he see the comparisons? What does he feel when he sees those differences? And, and it was really cool conversations for 15 minutes. And I think that was the, like, when I thought, like, oh, I really like this conversation thing. Like, I really like having, because every time I watch an interview, like, I've always been a fan of these, like, 60 minutes yeah, or, like, I, these, I uh, do you know what I mean? Like, these long form, like, let's have a conversation type of interviews like Barbara Walter, Walters, like um, Larry King, uh, more recently, Joe Rogan, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, so all these like sort of personalities that have these long form conversations. And I realized like I would love to do this, and um, but I didn't know how. So there was a pause between that interview until we finally picked up Basil Meets and the podcast. Um, and that's when I started getting into podcasting and uh, just like listening to podcasting. And thinking like this is this is my new like this is this is what I really would love to do, just talking to people and having a conversation with people, and having these long form interviews, you know, just digging or, or going places where other interviewers don't really go because I really think it's a talent. I really think it's it's talking to someone is honestly I think it's a talent like to know how to make somebody feel comfortable enough to share things with you and just open up to you and feel comfortable asking questions that might not be very conventional, you know? Yeah. So I just tried to, uh, so I thought that I would be good at this. I thought like, I always have these really cool conversations with my friends. Um, I always have these, I always listen to podcasts and I feel like I really relate and I really relate to people sharing ideas with each other and like debating ideas. So I'm like, this is something I would love to do. And I, I love authentic content, authentic, genuine content. I love that. And that's why I love stuff like Joe Rogan is because like it's long form, it's authentic, it's like not edited. It's just two guys having a conversation for three hours and it's not boring, you know? And, you know, that's, so I was like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Um, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to go buy a microphone. And if you know what, like for me, I just come up with a million ideas a, a day, you know, like, because <laughs> I'm a very creative person, yeah, you know, know that and feeling. Or I don't, I don't want to say I'm a creative person. I think I have a creative side that needs like nourishment, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so channel it somehow. <laughs> you got to channel it some way. So I, 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 I keep coming up with these different ideas. And finally, and every time I come up with an idea, I fail at it. You know, mm -hmm. like I was like, I do this thing, I get excited. We go for two, three months and I was like, I'm bored. And like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, my heart's not in it, you know? this is not the $30 million idea. <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so let's keep moving. And I remember one day I was in, in front of like this, this store once and, and data and, you know, there was these microphones and stuff like that. I was like, you know what? Either I do this now, like it was 600 dirhams. I remember it was like, very, like the same mic you guys were like on when you were in Basel Meets. It was the same mic. And I was like, look, either I do this, I buy this mic and I like, I commit and I do this thing or I will never do this podcast, you know? I was like, do I, like, should I waste the 600 dirhams? Like, Basil, you always come up with ideas and you never follow through. And you always, like, waste money on these stupid ideas. And, you like, that, that was my thought process. I was like, no, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to buy the, the, the microphone and I'm going to go with it. So I bought the microphone and I called my friend Joe, my, my popular friend Joe. 
to be my first guest in the podcast. So it was Basil meets Akawi, Basil meets Joe Akawi, uh, my first episode. And uh, yeah, it was, um, and the rest is history, you know, like that's, it picked up, well, I'm far from where I want to be, but, uh, but you know, it just, that was the first, uh, you know. And so. calling it uh, Basil meets was just like a natural thing. Like, yeah. By, of course. It, it, exactly. It's it just, yeah. it's, it's uh, catchy. It's, it's catchy. And it's also like building on what I've done in the past with, you know, with Metallica, with James Hetfield, with, so it just seemed like a natural thing for me. And although I'm, I feel like my name is, it's odd having my name there. Like it's, it's odd for me to say, oh, Basil meets. And then you meet somebody who's European and say, Basil meets? Basil. Basil? Basil. So I think it's whatever you want. It's, is this a cooking show? Basil? <laughs> Basil meets. Yeah. The way I think about it is that you're giving back to the community after like everything they've done for you at the beginning by doing this podcast because it's honestly really interesting and like you bring in really cool people and you hear really cool conversations. Yeah. From the region. And you are a good host. I mean, we've been hosted oh, thank you. by you. Thank yeah. you. You 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 do this really good momentum. You keep the conversation going. Yeah. Thank you. Totally. I, uh, yes, you know, definitely. I'm humbled by you guys have a great podcast. So, I don't know how to take it. Just like a big love fest <laughs> today, you guys. <laughs> Thank you, Basil, for joining us on Hamburger Generation, Jeel Al Hamburger. For more on Basil and his great podcast, check it out. It's appropriately named Basil Meets. A big shout out to Malda Smadi, who is constantly helping us with our visual designs. Malda is a Dubai-based artist exploring memory, emotion, words, and the body. Check her out, Maldasmadi on Instagram and maldasmadi.com. In light of Breast Cancer Awareness Month, Malda is running a really cool initiative titled OMG Boobies. Check it out on her Instagram page.